Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Cowie. I'm Nora Germain. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter. I'm a violinist turned comedy singer-songwriter. Hold on, that's your thing. Um... Well, whatever. We'll go with it. Apparently, we're now both podcasters, and you're going to hear us chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And here's the thing. You get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. So please, rate Review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend to make them jealous that you know someone that's got a cool podcast and they don't. And let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Yay! Guest this week on the podcast, Scott Allen. Fantastic composer, brilliant songwriter. This is a guy who sparked a lot of interest. 24 hours ago when I posted the fact that I was going to be speaking about him and we get questions on the net. This guy is very, very popular, particularly in the musical theatre world, and it's all coming up. And for now, I'm joined by my co-host, you heard it just there, the one, the only, the greatest violin player ever to walk the face of God's green earth. And I say God's green earth, and I mean no offence because she's a bitter atheist, Nora Francesca Germain. Welcome to the show, Nora. Welcome to the show, Nora. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here again. Yes. How many times have you been on the podcast now, Nora? I don't know. 20 maybe? I'm not sure. We have to keep track so we can have a big party. There's no way you've been on it 20. Surely it's more than 20. Surely. Oh, you think it's more? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just part of my life. You know what I mean? I don't really know. Do you feel as if it's something that you can't walk away from now? Uh, definitely. Could not walk away from it. Yes, I definitely feel that way. As another year draws to a close, Nora, it's times like this when we look back and reflect, not just in a, not just to a year in our lives, but we look at the world a little bit differently. We take a step back and we look at things from a, a wider perspective. Okay? Right. Yep. With that in mind... I've, I've thought to myself, it's important to look deep into things. We all have our lives where we look so closely at things. And like I said, we're now taking a step back to look at not just the things that influence us in our daily lives, but who's influenced the world in general. So what I've done, I've put together a list. Well, I, I tell you a lie, I've not put together a list. I've Googled a list of the 100, yeah. 100 most influential people in the world right? Interesting. Okay. So the list that I've got in front of me is from biographyonline.net forward slash people forward slash 100 dash most dash influential dot html, a site that no doubt many of you visited. So anyway, I've got the top 10 Nora. So who do you think from this very credible website, who could have possibly made the top 10? If you were putting together the top 10, if I was putting together the top 10, it would be musicians. It would be people like that. Would, Hendrix would be there. Dylan would be there. 
uh, Kyle Gas would be there, but they're not. Okay, so it's it's more people who have changed the world from a perspective of something uh, greater than uh, simply an, an art form that we know and love is tough that is to swallow so who makes that listener or who do you think makes that listener tell you if you're correct bernie sanders he's not there <laughs> he's not Why there. Isn't bernie sanders there well he's he's causing a lot of, he's causing a bit of a stir at the moment nora he really is okay but the thing is i think in 10 years time there's going to be an argument for that man making that list so it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out but looking at the history of the world as we know it who else do you think makes that list? Um, okay, how about um, the Dalai Lama? Hey, that's a good shout, by the way. They're, this Dalai Lama is not in the top ten. God, okay. Um, <sighs> Jesus, I don't know. Yes! Okay. Big JC. He hits in at number three, right? So okay. Give us another one and I'll tell you if they're right. Tell you if you're right. Sorry. Go for it. Hat me. Um We've mentioned this guy in the podcast before, I'm sure. I've heard you mention him a couple of times. He's got a beard. A beard? He was dead clever. Uh, I don't know, but um, Cl- I'm just gonna say- Cl- clever guy with a beard. Come on, Darwin. No, he's German and he had a white beard. Okay, I don't know who you're talking about, no, but I- is Albert Einstein on the list? Yes. Okay. Right, I'll read you the list, right, and I'll tell you, right. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna name the person, and you tell me if you feel as if they would they should rank in the top ten. Okay. Of the top most in, 10 most influential people of human history. Yes. So okay. n- number 10 is, of course, Einstein. Okay. Now, what's your thoughts on Einstein? Should he have made the top 10? Duh. Yeah, I mean, Einstein's one of the most brilliant people to ever walk the face of the earth. Newton should also be there. Isaac Newton. Right. You walk in and, a... And Charles Darwin. You walk in a bar, Einstein's there. Okay. What would you say yeah. to Einstein? Yo, dude. Right, okay, I'll play the part of Einstein, okay? You've got you've got a five minutes conversation. I'm the man. I'm fucking Einstein for Christ's sake. You wait, wait, up... wait, no. Wait, can we finish the rest of the people on the list and then do the bar thing with Einstein? I want to do the bar thing with Einstein really quickly. I want to hear what Nora Germain would say to Einstein. Go for it. Yo, dude. What's up? Uh really appreciate your contributions to everything. Don't worry about it. Yeah, do you have your fiddle with you? I, w- I thought maybe we could play something together. I didn't know I played the fiddle, do I? Yeah, you play pretty well, actually. Really? Honestly? Yeah, yeah. Classical let's, violin. Yeah. L- let's do it, man. Okay. Do you have anything with you? Like, I know you used to play Mozart and Vivaldi and things like that. Do you have any music with you? Do you have anything memorized? I'm learning certain stuff that's new about myself every day. As a matter of fact, I do. Uh, I can play all the Mozart stuff uh, from the first two albums. Uh, okay. Well, maybe do you want to just do, like, uh, um, a little Ina Kleina knock music or something? It sounds great. Awesome. There you go. Nora jamming with Einstein. That's good networking there, Nora. You got yourself a flaming, you got yourself a jam with a man. Right, okay. Number nine. Christopher Columbus. Okay. Christopher Columbus. Um, okay. What do you think of that? What's your thoughts on that? You, you seem reserved. 
Well, I mean, he's kind of a piece of shit, but... Um, whoa, whoa, not- whoa, 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 whoa. Controversial. Sorry if anybody, if any of Chris's family is listening. Apologies for that. Nora, why? Well, because he massacred millions of Native Americans. Does that? Illegally. You know, uh, well, first off, he's an idiot because he thought he was in India, which is why he named all the people here Indians, which makes no sense because he was not in India. And then also because... Um, well, I don't know if that was completely his idea to name them Indians, but I, but I do know that he was responsible for like one of the worst genocides of people ever in the history of humanity. And so, um, yeah, there are a lot of people in the U S that don't really like this Christopher Columbus day. Some, some people are calling it, um, native American remembrance day or something like that. And yeah, he, he's influential. He can make the list, but I think we should know why he made the list, you know, kind of like a Hitler type person, you know, kind of like, um. Whoa, that was bad, you know. Well, Adolf didn't make the top 10, thank fuck. Thank um, fuck is right. Yep, but what we're going to do, we've hopefully um, got everybody intrigued to see who is remains on, uh, or who is part of the rest of the list. But for now, we've got a guy lined up called Scott Allen, and he's one of the greatest composers living today. Perhaps one day he'll make the list. I'll definitely be on this list at some point. There is no question. Nora's going to be on this list, hundred percent. This new album that she's creating, you you're going to at least you you're going to be up there with Jesus. Thank you. So that being said, and that is the last time I'll compare one of us to Jesus Christ. We're going to cut to <laughs> we're going to cut to an interview with Scott Allen. It's all coming up. Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast, and I'm joined now by the very, very talented Scott Allen. Scott, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. You are in the middle of a move, I do believe, right now. I am in the middle of a move, correct. (laughs) Right, so you've gone from where? New York to Florida, is that right? Uh, I have, yes. I'm uh, out in Florida now and uh, giving myself a little time off from the industry uh, once this new album is uh, out and uh, released. We're going to talk about the new album. We're going to talk about everything that you've got coming up. But take us back to how it all started. What um, what drew you to becoming a songwriter? Um, when I was uh, 18 years old, my parents were going through a divorce, and I didn't really know how to express myself um in the creative sense and sort of therapeutically uh get as much out as i felt i needed to um and i was able to find that by sitting down at a piano and playing and um just sort of releasing uh everything that i had that i felt needed to be released so i sat down at the piano for one of the first times and wrote my first song kiss the air uh, which was about my parents divorce uh, about the words that I wish that my father had said to my mom. And uh, I never looked back. Interesting. Now, as far as the early influences are concerned, was it the theatre influences straight away? Was it more pop influences? Was it a combination of both? What was going on? Oh, definitely a combination of pop, folk, theatre. You know, I grew up loving uh, everything from Buble and Schoenberg to Joni Mitchell to Mariah Carey. So um, it's uh, just sort of uh, inwardly inside of me, all those different influences. Um, And I never really felt the need to categorize my music, which I think uh, allowed it to sort of not need to be centered in any specific theme, uh, which was nice. 
back in that in those days in 2007 uh, i was the very first composer that ever released uh, an album of material in the theater sense um that wasn't in a review itself so you know back then a lot of people were you know strictly theater or strictly pop so i was sort of dividing up the idea of what it was that I wanted to play with, um, which was just me um, and a combination of it all. So I never really thought too much about it. And now it's nice to see so many of the wonderful new songwriters uh, just sort of delving into themselves a little bit and allowing themselves to express themselves without having to categorize any sort of uh, interest of what they are. So at what point did you decide to go the direction of having your songs performed by other artists? Was that an organic thing? Was that a, a business dis uh, decision, so to speak? What went on there? Um, you know, I originally had always wanted to be a performer when I was younger. And it wasn't until I was um, getting back to sort of the roots of uh, why I started songwriting back in 1999 um, and by that time, once I moved back to New York City in 2003, I had known that I no longer felt as comfortable uh, playing the piano and singing as I did with other performers. And in 1999, I had done my first showcase of my material um, at Emerson College called Listen and Dream. Um, and uh, at that time, a lot of the songwriters, uh, sorry, a lot of the singers at Emerson were singing my material. And so I really just felt comfortable allowing other people to express themselves. And it was also uh, a lot of my songs are very painful. Um, and for me, it's always been nice to sort of allow other people to get their own sense of therapy through my material and not having to relive those lyrics over and over and over again myself has been uh, very uh, positive for me because otherwise I'd probably be in a straitjacket right now. <laughs> How much of a how much of a compliment is it when you go into YouTube? Like I was doing some research on you earlier, and um, just tons and tons of people covering your songs. Ah, uh, it's a wonderful feeling. I mean, you know, one of the my favorite things now is back in 2010, I released my third album, "What I Want to Be When I Grow Up," and uh, I had a song on there called "Anything Worth Holding On To." That album didn't actually do very well, um, but that song was my favorite song, and I really was trying to push it. And no one uh, really wanted to sing it um, after the release. No, it wasn't really catching on with anyone. And it wasn't until Cynthia Revo was now on Broadway playing Celie in The Color Purple. Um, and she will win the Tony Award, trust me, because I've seen it three times. And um, she uh, sang it at the O2 concert. And now it, that's the song that everyone seems to be singing and the letters and response that I get just from that song alone uh, is really, I don't know if I could ever top that truthfully, uh, just because to me, lyrically and musically, that's the best I think I could ever get. Um, well, until whatever my next stage is in my life, um, which is why I'm sort of taking a break from the industry so I can find the next stage. But yeah, it's a great, great honor. Um, and I do watch, I would say 98% of them um, I watch a lot of those videos and I love them. Great. Now, you mentioned Mariah Carey earlier. Um, you had the opportunity to work with Mariah some years ago. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah, I was working for um, a wonderful musical director uh, named Ricky Minor. He actually 
was a musical director on the original Dreamgirls back in the day, but he also worked um, at the, on the Jay Leno show and also American Idol. Um, and he was Whitney Houston's uh, musical director um, at the very start of her career and throughout that. And uh, Ricky was uh, a wonderful mentor and I was his personal assistant. Um, and when September 11th happened, uh, Mariah was doing uh, some promotion for her glitter uh, soundtrack as well as the movie itself. And she had a special on TV here in uh, the States called Home for the Holidays with Mariah Carey and special guests. So it was Mariah Carey and at the time Destiny's Child, Enrique Iglesias and Mandy Moore. Um, and so, you know, I really looked up to Mariah and uh, though I really liked Destiny's Child as well, they weren't the Destiny's Child and Beyonce yet. Uh, so it was really Mariah that I sort of like hung on to. And it was definitely her night. Um, and so it was just a really wonderful experience. And she was, uh, she gets a very bad rap in the industry. I could only speak from my experience of working with her. Uh, and she was very lovely and very sweet and um, very generous, took photos with me and uh, signed all my uh, CDs. I had a lot of rare CDs of hers and um, we had a nice chat and uh, I still have stayed in touch with her backup singer, Trey Lorenz. We were actually supposed to do a recording uh, for a future album that I was working on that I actually scrapped. Um, but, you know, it was uh, it's always a wonderful experience when you get the um, opportunity to work with people that you idolize and celebrated, especially when you looked at your life as a child and didn't actually know how much further you were able to make it because you didn't know if uh, you wanted to still be there. And then all of a sudden you look back on your life 10 years uh, in advance and you go, wow, if I would have known that I'd be sitting in my apartment with Leia Salonga or Liz Calloway singing my music, um, maybe I wouldn't have felt such you know, doubt about my life. Um, so it's it's always a wonderful honor. Ailey McColl is messaged in, and she's asking about your songwriting process. Is it lyrics first? Is it music first? How does it all come about, Scott? Uh, for me, it's a little bit different. Um, when I sit down at a piano, I usually take my tape recorder over, and I just press record, um, and I just sing uh, whatever comes out. So uh, usually my songs take about five minutes to write. I'll go back over to my computer, press play on the recording, uh, write down all the lyrics, and then I will um, print the piece of paper out, go back to the piano, sing through it, maybe make some changes to the lyrics. Um, but for the most part, I usually use whatever uh, it is that um, I felt uh, emotionally at the time so that I try to be as honest as possible with my music. Um, and there's only been a few songs that I haven't really done that process. Uh, one was anything worth holding on to. That last line um, was definitely a different line. Um, and I had to add that, but I would still be holding on to anything, everything worth holding on to and uh, a few other songs. But for the most part, that's that. Excellent. Emma McDougall has emailed in and she's asking uh, if you could write songs for any musical adaptation of any movie, uh, what film would it be? Um, the I, There's always been this one movie that I love, uh, not a movie that's very well known, um, and it was called um, What Dreams May Come uh, that starred Robin Williams. It was originally a book uh, that's always been... Uh, uh, you know, for me, if I was going to write a musical, I like the idea of writing something that's original. Uh, so I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't go ahead with that. But I've actually suggested it to one or two other composers that I 
think might be able to tackle the show and the the message properly. Interesting. Um, Anna Lang has emailed me in and she's asking what the inspiration was behind the song I'm a Star. Um, the inspiration behind that song, interesting enough, I was working at a restaurant that's now closed called Paris Commune. Um, I was uh, working three jobs to raise money for my first album, Dreamy Wide Awake, and Paris Commune was one of them. And I was working there and they had a piano downstairs. I was bartending and uh, no one was downstairs. So I sat down at the piano and the owner came down to me. The owner, Jamie, came down and made a mention about uh ruining people's dinner upstairs with my playing and um, that I was untalented and needed to shut up. And I wrote, I'm a star on the spot there. Uh, And so I wrote that literally within like three minutes. I wrote like a mini version of it. And then when we decided to put it on the album, um, I extended it uh, with Eden's voice in mind. Interesting story. Glad we asked that question. (laughs) Um, Tell us about the new album, Scott. Uh, yeah, the new album is actually a deluxe edition of an album that I released uh, through two months ago. Um, it's called Cynthia Revo and Oliver Thompson sing Scott Allen. Um, and as I mentioned, Cynthia Revo is one of the greatest uh, female vocalists. She's currently starring as Sealy on Broadway in the revival, uh, The Color Purple, being produced by Oprah Winfrey, and definitely going to win that Tony. And Oliver Thompson, so many of the UK audiences know for his work um, as Fierro and Wicked and the leads in Rock of Ages as Drew and uh, We Will Rock You. And again, probably my favorite male vocalist of all time. Um, and so to have them together to just sing through my work has been incredible. So it's, um, I think, eight new songs. Um, and the rest are, you know, some of like the fan favorites, but mostly the favorites of both Ollie and uh, Cynthia, the ones that they wanted to put on the albums, uh, like Take Me Away and um, uh, Warm, they wanted to do the duet of. And so, uh, and anything worth holding on to, of course. Uh, and the deluxe version has a recording, a new recording of Oliver Thompson singing a song called Letting Go of You, uh, Cindy Arrivo and Oliver doing an incredible, incredible uh, duet of Anything Worth Holding On To, and uh, a brand new song called Don't Give Up Now that I wrote for, uh, I always, after Anything Worth Holding On came out, I've received so many letters from young kids and adults alike that tell me that they're suicidal and don't want to go on with their lives. So I wrote this song uh, for them uh, to not give up now. And I was very lucky to have uh, Ben Robbins uh, engineer and co-produce with me. And um, just very fortunate. It was a great process and just incredible to be in the studio. I've never done an album with just two people before. So it was just an incredible process. And I think it's probably my favorite album I've ever released. So hopefully uh, people will pick it up when it comes out. Uh, It comes out January 1st um, on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, hopefully people love it as much as uh, we loved recording it. Excellent. I'm sure they will, Scott. Well, listen. I hope so. <laughs> in fact, I've got one more question for you. It just sprung yeah, my mind course. there, actually. Um, Jason Robert Brown, uh, I'm a big fan of his songwriting. Give us your thoughts on his work. Of uh, Jason? Yeah, of his, of his songs. Oh. A great, great artist and, and really good songwriter, eh? Oh, of course. Jason's, uh, you know, the songwriter that 
everyone in you know the up and coming world and the contemporaries of present day, uh, you know, we looked at as a role model and a mentor uh, of what it was that we were looking to do. I mean, you know, with songs for a new world uh, that he released, um, you know, it it was a great inspiration for us to be able to know that it was okay to emotionally challenge yourself and to put yourself into, um, you know, the, the music and the lyric. And, you know, it wasn't, I think until Lauren Kennedy released that album where she did all of Jason's music that you really got a sense of Jason himself, um, with a lot of those songs. Uh, and, you know, I was fortunate to, be asked to do a concert with both Jason and Steven Schwartz that we did called uh, Alan Brown and Schwartz um, at Birdland. So uh, it's, you know, uh, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, and there's also so many great uh, writers of today that don't, don't get as much exposure, uh, like Adam Guan and Joe Aconis, uh Drew Gasparini, um, that, you know, I would also tell people if they love Jason, definitely look into those people. Uh, uh, people are starting to get to know Adam Guan uh, because Liz Calloway and Audra McDonald both recorded his song, I'll Be Here, um, which is one of the most beautiful songs ever. Uh, so definitely look that up on YouTube. It's about September 11th and it'll just tear your heart apart. I'm going to check that out. That's, that's, oh, it's amazing. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm you definitely need to play it on, the, on your show. It's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. But my favorite version of it is definitely the cast recording uh, with Lisa, uh, Lisa Brescia singing it. Even though I love Audrey and I love Liz, Supreme version is Lisa for sure. Excellent. I'm glad you mentioned Stephen Swartz there as well. I was fortunate enough to have him on the show last month. And he, oh, the nicest guy in the world. Oh, my God. He was such a, such a nice guy. Very, very humble. Yeah. Uh, if I'd... Oh, that's that's the thing about Steven. I mean, he is the composer. I tell everyone that's what you should amount to want to be because he there's no ego. He is uh, honored to talk to people and give his experience um, and happy to help celebrate uh, your work and be a great resource. And you can call him or text him at any time uh, and he'll always be there for you. And uh, I've been very, very fortunate to... Uh, have him in my life um and to call him a friend now great good stuff well it's good to see you guys at that high level supporting each other and going on about each other's work work and being so um credited in, in such a regard scott thanks very much uh wish you continued success um with the the new album and the move and everything that goes along with it you're going to be very very busy thank you so much for having me i appreciate it take care man thanks a lot all right bye now Interview with Scott Allen. Brilliant. The man, the myth. Thank you very much to Scott for tuning in. Thanks to you guys for tweeting in, for Facebooking in, for Instagramming, for Beboing in. All those questions. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. I'm joined now by the co-host, by someone who I personally consider a very good friend. Is that me? Yep. Okay. The one, the only, Nora Germain. Welcome back to the show, Nora. Thank you, Scott. It's an honor and a privilege to have you back. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to be back. <laughs> right. Top 10 most influential people in the human history of humans. I like it. Okay. So, 
Columbus made the list, but you 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 weren't so uh, uh, respective of somebody that's murdered a lot of people being on the list. Um, yeah, I think kind of lame. Einstein, he's a musician, you know. I didn't know he was a oh, fiddle yeah. player. I didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah. Here's me saying that the, the top 10 list doesn't include a musician. Well, how stupid I look now. But I'm glad I was wrong because a muse was made the top 10. Right. Okay? So, no particular order. I'm just going to read it. St. Paul. He made the top 10. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, who is that? He's a Christian missionary and one of the main writers of the New Testament. Uh, sounds like bullshit to me. Okay, that doesn't go down well with Nora, right? So what we'll probably do is we're going to get Nora. We'll 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 change it up a little bit. The ones that Nora is accepting of, we'll keep in there. And then at the end of this top ten, the ones that you don't like, we'll chuck them out and replace them whatever you want, right? That like sounds it. like good. I right? like it. Right. So Confucius, the Chinese philosopher, made the top ten as well. What are your thoughts on that? Confucius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Definitely good. Right, so I'm just going to take a, no a, a rough mental note of this whilst I'm writing down. So, Jesus, we happy Jesus being in the top 10? Um, okay. Okay, Jesus made the top 10. Well done, Jesus. This well, because Jesus had no way of knowing how messed up everything would become. But I think just uh, just his existence was a good thing for the world. But I don't think it was good that his whole everything about him was turned into a religion. I, I don't think that's a good uh, good thing. But uh, but I do think that he was a good person, and I I think he was a very very positive and um, and uh, compassionate example for humanity. Uh, not today, but he but. You see what I'm saying. I think it could go either way. But I'm definitely down with JC. JC makes a top 10. You got to have him in there. You can't even know have a list like this. So you can't have a list like this and no have no have JC in it. No, I agree. I agree. You know, he started a lot. He influenced a lot, right? I mean, if it wasn't De for him, we wouldn't have had a couple of others, right? So JC's in the top 10. No particular order, ladies and gentlemen. So don't get your knickers in a twist, right? Uh, Confucius is there. Jesus is there. Einstein is there. And uh, I've put Confucius down twice, so let me sort that error. Um, Christopher Columbus, I'm, I've got a feeling you're not wanting him in the top 10. Well, I mean, if it's influential people of all time, no judgment, then definitely, yeah. But if we're talking about, like, the greatest top 10, yeah, then definitely no. Well, well, let's let's pencil him in the now then, right? So, uh, St. Paul, you said bullshit, so we'll forget that. Buddha. No. Buddha is in the top 10. Definitely keep him. Right, we want Buddha's got to be there. I mean, come on. Definitely, definitely, definitely. The old Buddha. Right, here's one for you. Okay. Isaac Newton. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so Isaac Newton's in there. So here's where we're sitting in the moment, right? Confucius. Yeah. We've got Confucius. JC, the J to the C. Uh-huh. Albert Einstein. Good. We're penciled in Columbus and at number four, right? Yeah, I would like to mention that there are a lot of people that contributed to these people's success there are things like scientific discoveries and and all sorts of um human advances in terms of just everything i mean you know literature uh, humanities mathematics all sorts of things that caused these people to be successful so obviously there's no way that we can name them all yeah you know what yeah. I'm 
a lot of unsung I, heroes. I would just like to give a shout out to all the people who helped make these people that we're mentioning successful that we're not mentioning because it's just impossible to. I would like to um, add someone to the list, please. Right, okay. I'll, I'll just quickly run through this. Confucius, Jesus, Einstein, Columbus, Buddha, and Isaac Newton. Give us, yeah. your, give us your number seven. It's got to be J.S. Bach. Bach is in there. Johann Sebastian Bach. The Baxter. Bacco. Yep. Right, he's in at number seven, right? I'm going to give you a couple that are in here. Muhammad, prophet of Islam. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about Islam. Um, I know that um, quite controversial, and there's a big debate about whether or not Islam is truly violent and medieval and barbaric, or whether it's just being misinterpreted, just like Christianity has been today. So we can have Muhammad on there because I just I don't want to you know exclude something I don't really know that much about. But I would definitely say with all religious figures, I would caution a whole lot of um, speculation on all the religious figures. Your list though, you want Muhammad in? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Welcome aboard, sir. So Confucius, Jesus, Einstein, Columbus, Buddha, Isaac Newton, Bach, uh, Muhammad. We've got two more, right? Um, let's do Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King, welcome aboard. Right? And now, the number 10 slot, right? Now, I'd say it's between two people, right? Let me just throw something out there. The list that I've got in front of me is not limited to the top 10. And of course, the list that I'm referring to is biography on... Now, I want you to know that I already have the last person in mind, and I will I, I not know, accept... I, any substitutions? Okay, I, I, I've got a funny feeling. I know who you're going to say. Maybe. Okay, who wait, do wait, you wait, think? Wait, wait. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the person. Right. Okay. It's between. It's between. Oh, wait, let me think about this now. <laughs> right, no one knew it could be. It could be fucking empty, right? But I think it's maybe between three people, right? Okay. Now, the list that I've got in front of me, at number 15, he should have been 15, okay? He should have been higher than this. Moses, okay? No, no. Wait, 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 wait. Moses done a shitload, right? So... Fine. We could have... There's a, there's a strong argument for Moses being in there. However, I don't think that's who you're going to say, right? I think you were probably either going to say Hendrix... No. Or... Maybe Mozart? No. Is that a musician? Those are all great choices, but no, there's, there's this this person must be in there and just cannot be ignored, and it just has to be. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, shit. I know. Maybe. Uh, oh, oh, my God. I've forgotten her name. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I've forgotten her name. This is so embarrassing. What's, <laughs> what's the fucking name? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what's her name? Tell me who it is. I think it must be Mother Teresa. Lu no, it must be Louis Armstrong. Okay, that's very interesting. Why would you say oh, Louis Armstrong? A fucking trumpet player's getting in there the head of Mother Teresa on your fucking list. Yes, because because we already have a bunch of religious and philosophical people. But we don't have anyone who who revolutionized modern 
music and who who created an entire genre that went to go on around the entire world and then this genre influenced every other genre after it and uh we don't really we don't um i just think that jazz um and blues and you know the way that jazz influenced all the other types of music around the world and the people and the movement behind it and you know the whole the whole Roaring Twenties, and we had, you know, the Thirties, the music of the Forties. I mean, I just, I just don't think that the world would be the same without Louis Armstrong because he was the guy that he was the the world's ambassador for jazz. I mean, you know, the, it was a complete cultural, um, artistic, creative, racial. The whole. I mean, it was a massive movement, and I, I just don't think the world would be at all the same today without Louis Armstrong and Mother Teresa. Lisa and Moses and those people are very, very, very important. But I think we've covered that base with um, with Jesus and Confucius and um, Martin Luther King and uh, who else did we say? Buddha and some other people. I really just, I believe in, I am talking history of all time. Louis Armstrong must be on the list. So ladies and gentlemen, I have in front of me the list compiled by, well, Nora, Nora Francesca's Germains. Top ten most influential humans of all time, and you better put this in your Facebook, by the way, because there's now been a shitload of work that's went into this. This has been a good one, by the way. This is a fucking. This is a good topic of discussion, right? And I think we, it's great. We I think it's we, great. We'll do another one, and we'll go on longer the next time when we talk about this, right? Because there's probably a ton of people that we've missed out, and people are going to email and they're going to be angry that we didn't include certain people, and we will go shit. Why did we not think of that person? But anyway, this is just off the cuff, right? So I have in front of me, in no particular order, but maybe you take this away and you write the order that it should be in. That's your task, right? That's your homework, right? Okay. So we have Confucius, Jesus Christ, Albert Einstein, Christopher Columbus, Buddha, Isaac Newton, Johann Sebastian Bach, Mohammed, Martin Luther King Jr., and Louis Armstrong. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Nora's top 10 most influential human beings that have had an influence on the human world. Happy with that, Nora? I like it! There you go, eh? I tell you what, I think this podcast was maybe quite controversial, some of it. So, no, I de- well, definitely. I mean, because you know, all these figures, you know, they stood for different people, they had different historical contexts. I mean, they're heroes for very different types of people. But th- I mean, except for Muhammad, I really only don't know that much about Muhammad. But I mean, definitely, he's obviously extremely, um, extremely influential. We've got, you know, a, what is it, at least a billion um, people that follow the religion of Islam. But other than that, I really feel that everybody on that list is a personal hero of mine or contributed to um you know the parts of history that i think are things that you know humanity should be the most proud of you know discovering evolution and um gravity and you know uh the the uh the buddha giving rise to the uh philosophy of buddhism which is a great um human achievement and i think all these all these people have contributed to major human advancements so i'm proud of this list we should have had Neil Armstrong on it. Oh, cr- well, see, now here we go. Now it's going to be round two. So next time we're going to have to do an honorable mentions list. 
we need to do this again. But I tell you what, it's going to be fun when we do it. We'll revisit this next week, ladies and gentlemen, because well, this is hey, going to be... Well, hey, you know, Scott, just to mention Neil Armstrong, you know, because without Einstein and without um, Newton, there would be no way that, Boom! that NASA would have um, achieved the things it achieved because they needed their laws of... Um, of you know scientific and mathematical laws of you know relative relativity physics you know all these different things to understand how to get to the moon and so I so I definitely think that the people that we mentioned were um, instrumental in creating that success so maybe that's okay that we didn't mention him because he's sort of an offshoot of their success do you see what I'm saying that's brilliant that's I tell you what this usually when we come on here and all you want to do is talk about alcohol and and <laughs> And all this stuff, and partying, and what you guys, you know, recording your album and getting up to no good, and all this kind of stuff. This, yep. this is this is educational, ladies and gentlemen. I and think I hope so. you've all learned so. And if anybody's offended by the stuff that we've said about religion and shit like that, then do you know what? I don't give a shit because the, <laughs> this is what this is all about. It's about a topic of discussion and anything that Nora's expressed about her beliefs or that I've said about that, it's everybody's entitled to their own fucking opinion, right? So if you Definitely. don't like it, then go and listen to other some podcasts because if this isn't your cup of tea, we don't care because it's a lot of people's cup of tea and that's why thousands of people listen and that's why we get on the guests we get on. Like Scott Allen, who is brilliant. So thanks very much to him. Thanks very much to Nora Germain. We're going to revisit this next week, ladies and gentlemen, because this is good talk. Talking about the greatest, most influential humans of all time. We'll do a little bit more research. I just Google the list and look at the thought-provoking nature of the conversationalists that was, came to fruition. We will see you guys on the most thought-provoking podcast there is in the world. We'll see you all next week. Nora, final words? Happy New Year. God bless you all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>